Welcome to the Tuesday, November 14th edition of the High Stakes Fantasy Advantage Vantage Podcast. And once again, the whole band is back together tonight. That's right. We watched the Monday night game last night. We're ready to talk about that. Let's get right to it. Tom, Carolina 45-21 over Miami. That looked like 2015 version of Cam Newton, didn't it? Yeah, he played fantastic. Uh, he ran them all over the place, threw it extremely well. Devin Funches had a big game. McCaffrey had a big game. Uh, yeah, I mean, Cam played extremely well and certainly at the level of his uh, Super Bowl season a couple of years ago, without a doubt, which is great news. Now they go into the bye, and we'll see what they do coming out, but uh, they are red hot right now. Cam, 21 of 35 for 254 yards, four touchdown passes. He also had 95 yards rushing, had the big one in the third quarter there. Uh, Jonathan Stewart, 17 attempts, 110 yards. He looks like Jason Witten running out there, but somehow he gets 110 yards. And, of course, uh, McCaffrey was fantastic. He had three receptions, 27 yards, and a TD, 23 yards rushing. I guess not fantastic, but not a bad game. Derek, what do you think about the... Panthers going forward. Your Vikings, of course, are very solid, but uh, Panthers you got to be reckoned with, right? Panthers look uh, like they're getting their swagger back, I guess. Seven and three now. They have the bye this week, but uh, seem to play a lot tougher at home. Cam looks like his right shoulder is finally getting back to to full health. Uh, he was whipping the ball around yesterday, ninety-five yards rushing. That's the Cam Newton that you that we've seen before, and people that drafted in the seventh or eighth round and took him. That's the Cam they've been waiting for. Um, one thing about the Panthers, I like as you said, moving forward. Uh, when you're looking at our playoffs in the NFFC and a lot of home league playoffs as well, weeks fourteen through week sixteen. They're at home all three games. They play a lot better at home. So them and the Kansas City Chiefs have the uh, have the are the only teams in the NFL that have weeks 14 through 16 where they play all three games at home. Well, the schedule makers obviously aren't fantasy players, or maybe they are fantasy players. I don't think I've ever heard of a team having three home games in a row. I mean, Packers never have three home games in a row, but yeah, that's. That's a good fact to know. I didn't realize that at all. Uh, Miami is also who we thought they were. You can say Cam was what who we thought he was, but Dolphins, they play so bad on, on a big stage all the time. Cutler, 22 of 37, 213 yards, two TDs. Uh, Tom, I saw you on Twitter regretting the fact you started Kenyon Drake until he took it to the house. What was that all about? <laughs> no, I wasn't regretting it. I was. Yes, gonna... you were. No, I said Adam Gase. What the fuck, man? Drake looked terrific last week, and he buried him behind Damian Williams, who was doing nothing last night. And then, like, five minutes after I tweeted, what the fuck you doing, Adam Gase? Kenyon Drake showed why he should have been playing more with a 66-yard touchdown. He looks great. He needs to be their featured guy, but it's probably not going to happen because Adam Gase loves Damian Williams for some reason. I don't understand it, but but Drake looked really good. Landry looks good. Devontae Parker just put 12 points in the books for him every week in PPR. He's locked in there. Even with Cutler, I, I didn't think their offense was really bad. No, that they wasn't had, the problem. 
No. I mean, and that really wasn't a problem because the, the Panthers got no pass rush. I mean, this is a team with a great pass rush. They couldn't get near them. They didn't sack them once. Cutler was off target on a lot of throws. But the reason they lost this game last night was their defense was deplorable. Yeah, definitely. Gave up two touchdowns to McCaffrey at one receiving, one rushing as well. Landry, hey, he came through five receptions, 42 yards, and a touchdown. He's been solid. Like you said, Parker always gets four catches, always gets 12 points, but Landry's starting to find the end zone. He was a guy who was dropping on draft day in the NFFC. So, pretty interesting game. We'll get on Thursday. What do we got Thursday, Tom? Who's playing Thursday? Tennessee and Pittsburgh. This one yeah. should be a good football. I mean, hopefully the Thursday night gods don't fuck us here, but this should be a really good game. These are two good teams, two legitimate Super Bowl contenders in the AFC. Big Ben's on the bandwagon. He hates Thursday games. I'm loving that the players are starting to speak up. I don't like Thursday games anymore, especially when i got to play this Thursday. So you're hearing more of that. But uh, I hope it continues. I think the players need to make their voices known. It's probably going to happen in the 2020 uh, collective bargaining agreement. But uh, until then, we'll continue to see Thursday games. But I hope they keep speaking up. Let's get rid of that stupid Thursday game. Two Monday night games, right, Derek? That's right. Or Saturday night. We're fine with either. Yep, we like it. All right, let's talk about the leaders in the NFFC, guys. I mean, we have some close races, no doubt about it. In the NFFC Classic, Duke Viveros is in first place. Now, Andy Saxton and Mark Winokur had been leading from weeks two through nine, but Duke is now in the lead. Duke told me out in Las Vegas, I'm winning it this year. I am winning the Classic. I've been close so many times. He's been like second and third. He said, I'm winning it this year. He is the only 10-0 team drafting out of Las Vegas second weekend on that Saturday at 2 o'clock. So what do you think, Tom? Duke got a chance here? Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Uh, he's obviously a great player, a veteran guy. He knows what he's doing, 10-0. <laughs> With all the injuries and everything going on this year and crazy stuff, that's as impressive yeah. as anything to be 10-0 yeah. at this point. I, I mean, the best teams I have are both 7-3, and three, so and I think the two that I have at 7-3 and three are pretty good teams. One of them is, is our team, Greg, in the FSTA. But, yeah, 10-0, way to go, Duke. Keep it going. Where did What was right, this draft slot? Yeah. Do you have it pulled up? Uh, hang on, I have it here somewhere. Let's see, Duke drafted from the fourth spot. And took? I don't have it up in front of me, but he had drafted from the fourth okay. spot, the second guy drafted from the 10th spot. I mean, a lot of people were drafted. Andy drafted from the 10th spot. The second guy in the Classic drafted from the 10th spot. Jeff Kratz is 4th overall, drafted from the 9th spot. Dan Aby is 5th uh, overall. He drafted from the 13th spot. So, a lot of people from the middle to the end are doing yep. really well. Yep. Alright, just yeah, just checking in. I like to see kind of where the draft flow puts the top teams, but again, I think it shows that yep. you, you can draft from anywhere. Yeah, here's the prime time. Top five teams drafted from the ninth spot, 11th spot, 12th spot, 12th spot, 10th spot. Hmm. So, okay. I know, very, very interesting. And, of course, that's why we love third-round reversal. Speaking of the prime time, $150,000 grand prize. Chad Schroeder, he's in first place. He leads Richard Bell by 1.25 points. So, again, very, very close. We know that's a good race as well. Online championship, let's take a quick look at the Rotowire online championship. Adam Kleberg leads Jeff Schwartz by six point, let me do my math, 6.3 points. So, again, very, very close. Top five teams drafted from the seventh spot, fourth spot, third spot, tenth spot, ninth spot. And the 12th spot. So, again, a lot of them from the back end. Derek, that surprises you, doesn't it? I mean, you played for a long, long time. You know the third-round reversal. But 
when you're filling out KDS, a lot of times you still want a top draft spot, don't you? You do, but I don't think it surprises me this year, given what we know now with a lot of the wide receivers being taken up early, four, five, six, seven, and not doing anything or not living up to their potential. Now you see guys that were stealing running backs on the back half, and then, again, third-round reversal, so they have a front pick in the third round. That now You can see why a lot of those teams are up there at this point. Yeah, hold on. I, let, me, let me jump in here, guys. You were asking about Duke's team. Yeah, I mean, let, me, let me run through this real, real quick. <laughs> For, from the fourth spot, Kareem Hunt with the first pick, fourth. Second round, Christian. You want to know why he's in first place? He had Christian McCaffrey in the second round who went off this week. Golden Tate in the third round went off this week. Adam Thielen in the fifth round went off this week. Alvin Kamara in the go. tenth round goes yeah. off every week. Austin Safarian Jenkins in the 18th round had a big game. And his final pick was Brandon McManus, who had a big game at kicker. So there you go, Duke. That's how you move into first place. Oh, I'm sorry. Devin Funches in the 14th round. <laughs> nice. That's why Duke Viveros is in first place in the Classic right now. I got a feeling a lot of these teams up front have, like, Elvin Kamara because, like you said, to get yeah. him down in the 10th round, he's just been phenomenal, and those are the guys that lead you to the title. I mean, there's been a lot of injuries up top this year with the Beckhams and the Rodgers and the David Johnsons, obviously, so those are the guys that uh, have you sitting up, up top right now after Week 10. Well. You're definitely right. It's the running backs that are carrying them this week. And, Tom, we were just talking about this. Wide receivers, there's one wide receiver averaging over 20 points per game this year. That's Hopkins. That's it. And, you know, when the running backs, you're looking at Gurley, Hunt, Ezekiel Elliott is averaging over 20. So you got three guys there. But a lot of guys in the 18, 17-point range, we're seeing running backs carry teams for the second straight year, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how drafts respond to this next year. We certainly saw more running backs earlier in, than we had seen in recent years, but it still was a lot of wide receivers in the first two rounds. Yep. But there's a lot of guys. We're going to talk more about this on a serious show tomorrow night, but uh, there were a lot of wide receivers still going early, and you're not getting the production from them. But boy, oh boy, all these running backs at 15 points or more, it's like you're finding them everywhere. I mean, you mentioned Alvin Kamara. Chris Thompson, yep. I mean, he, he was a later pick. Uh, obviously, Kareem Hunt, depending on what on when you draft him, has been fantastic. McCaffrey's nearing 15 points per game now. Duke Johnson's nearing 14 points per game. I mean, a lot of later-round guys, uh, I think it's going to change the fantasy landscape in drafts next year considerably. I know it's hard to predict, but how many running backs do you think could go in the first round? You're looking at Gurley, Hunt, Bell, Zeke, uh, Kamara, Possibly Melvin Gordon. Uh, I mean, Ingram. I, I, I honestly think there's one wide receiver in the top 12 next year at this point, yep. and it's DeAndre Hopkins. Wow. That's no, it. No, it's Antonio. No, I think Hopkins is, uh, with Deshaun Watson coming back, there's yep. no chance I'm taking uh, Brown yeah, over. You're not, you're not bumping Antonio Brown. I am bumping Antonio Brown with oh, Deshaun Watson saying. back. I'm saying it right now. You, Get the you, fuck out of here. No. Get, get not. Big ben, on the, Big ben on the decline, and DeAndre Hopkins with Deshaun Watson yeah. back next year is the best wide receiver. The, I, I the no one I'm pro, taking I first. No, I have no problem with Hopkins in the first round. You're right with Watson, but Antonio Brown is still, I know, you're nuts. I'm sorry. I am kind of nuts. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Please be in all my leagues where you pass on Antonio Brown right before. That, that's fine. Hey, we we'll saw Antonio Brown go in the sixth pick in the platinum draft, so that was crazy. But, uh, no, I could see Hopkins and Brown. I mean, who else in the first round would you say from wide receivers? Is there anybody? Would A.J. Green? No. no. Shaking your head. 
No. Maybe if they no. switch quarterbacks in uh, in New York, I, I might take a shot at Beckham because I think he's still yep. the, the still generation. He's a generational talent there, but uh, not with Eli Manning. Yeah, you're right. So you're looking at three wide receivers. You're not taking a quarterback in the first round. You're saying nine or ten running backs in the first round. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be wild for next year. So we'll talk about that again. Uh, don't forget. Okay, don't forget at- about Saquon Barkley coming in. There's a guy that's going to be r- ridiculous. And with the, with the way the rookie running backs. Uh, put up stats this year. I, I have no problem with seeing Saquon Barkley as a top fifteen pick next year. And don't forget a healthy Delvin Cook. True, exactly. Yep. Well, I couldn't. You, you know, I wouldn't forget Delvin. I know you won't, but I'm just saying, don't forget. <laughs> this guy was a top ten. He was. He was a first round pick before he got hurt. Absolutely. Well, and Fournette has been very well. Let's and see what absolutely. Fournette does here. He hasn't done as well since they benched him for missing the team photo. But other than that, he's uh, had a good year. All right. Guys that are undefeated in the NFFC. Not many left. That's the beauty of our format. It's tough to win. Uh, Duke Viveros is the only one in the Classic. There's two in the primetime. That's Derek Anderson and Howard Siegel. And in the online championship, there are only six teams left. So, again, we've got three weeks left of the regular season. Not a lot of people who are 10-0. Tom, I want to bring up our online uh, draft champions national championship. Yeah. This is unprecedented. Uh, Dave Taylor of Niagara Falls, uh, New York, has won an auction championship in baseball, so he's familiar with winning the grand prize in our events. But he is doing some domination in the D.C., isn't he? Yeah, he absolutely is. He's not only leading our draft champions contest, he's got the second place team in the draft champions contest. Oh, and he's got the third place wow. team in the draft champions contest. I'm not done yet. He's got the ninth team in the draft champ. He's got four teams in the top ten in the draft champions contest. That's a that's incredible. That's a fantastic start. Certainly, if he carries it to the end of week seven, uh, week uh, sixteen, excuse me, it'll be an unprecedented accomplishment. And way to go, Dave! Hell of a year. Hell of a payday. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at his teams for sure. He drafted from the eighth spot, the tenth spot, the tenth spot, the ninth spot. So. I mean, it's possible he's got early guys that are similar, but I have a feeling he has guys like you mentioned, Kamara, uh, you know, Funches, and some of those guys. In this optimal scoring league, you almost have to have a lot of those similar guys, you know, later on in the draft. But phenomenal, phenomenal job by Dave Taylor. So kudos there. So, what do you think, Derek? Could you do that? I mean, if you were still playing, you would be doing that, right? Uh, not. I probably wouldn't have first, second, and third. I could probably throw a team up up around 50th somewhere, but not for a second, <laughs> third, and ninth. I, I actually wasn't, I, was, I didn't, I never fared very well in the draft champions. I wasn't, I actually only probably did one or two a year, though, so that wasn't my favorite. Yeah. You I'm, like a, I'm a start, I'm a pick a lineup guy, so. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, real quickly, in the Platinum League, $20,000 entry fee league, Steven Stiff and David Hubbard are tied for first place there. Steven Stiff dominating in points in the Diamond League. We got Larry Schechter's got a two-game lead in that one. Matt Shepard has the total points. So a lot of great owners, a lot of great races. We'll talk about them as we go forward, but just wanted to tip our hat to those guys as well. One more thing to mention, Derek, we got the postseason contest, NFFC postseason contest. You pushed us. You told us to do a $100,000 grand prize. That's what we've got out there this year. We've got New York playing again this year, so that's going to be a fun contest this year, right? Yep, can't wait. Uh, sign-ups are actually available. I think we've had three or four come in at this point, but uh, go ahead. It's $150 entry, like you said. $100,000 grand prize this year. We're going to get up around, I believe, 1,600 teams or so. So uh, don't be afraid to get your uh, get your entries in now. You can obviously enter more than one team. So that contest is out there. It's always a fun one. I, I, we, I love the setup where, you know, it's a uh, – how do you – 
say, I, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Where you multiplier. multiplier. There multiplier. you go. Multiplier with the with the with the each week. So that that's a great format, and uh, so get on in there. You know what you do? You get into one of our our a, a weekly drafts, so a week eleven draft. There you go. Win a hundred and fifty, and then turn that in to the postseason contest where you win a hundred thousand. That's how you that's do it. Right. That's right. Let's do it. All right. Speaking of starting drafts, Derek, we're going to get baseball going this week. I can feel it. We're getting closer today. I think baseball is right around the corner. We are going to be having some baseball drafts soon. Yeah, can't wait. We finalized just just prior to the podcast. We finalized our position eligibility, I think. Uh, yep. They got a little bit more things to do in dev, but after that point, it's pretty much a launch, and uh, I think we can get some draft champions started hopefully on Thursday. All right, Tom, I'm going to ask you real quickly, who's the top quarterback in NFFC scoring right now? My man, Russell Wilson, baby. You should have taken him in that one host league that you had your best right. on. <laughs> so I, I, I gambled that he'd be there the next round, and he wasn't, and my team sucks. And did you, Russell Wilson, 29.4, Carson Wentz, 29.3, pretty darn good. All right, Derek, this one's for you. Running backs, who's the top running back? Top running back. Uh, NFFC scoring. Gotta be Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, 23.2. Kareem Hunt, 20 points. Ezekiel Elliott, 21.4. But of course, he missed last week. So you got three guys averaging over 20 points. All right, Tom, we know this one. Wide receiver, top guy. Well, we, we know it's DeAndre Hopkins. Derek's Hopkins. all fired up. He's taking him number one overall in every draft next year. Yeah. 20.7. He's, he's the only wide receiver over 19 points per game. Tell you what, right now, Adam Thielen, number three overall. Don't be surprised if he's the number one receiver at the end of the year. Whoa. <laughs> Come on. Oh, my God. I think the, is it cold there? It might be freezing his brain in Minneapolis. <laughs> and I like Adam Thielen. He's not Come far on, He's man. not far off. And he's, I mean, Case Keenum and Tom Savage, who would you rather have throwing your wide receiver the ball the rest of the year? Well, that's not. That's not the same. Yeah, but who's getting 50 targets a game so he can catch eight of them for 100 yards? Thielen gets 10 and catches nine of them. I'd take Tom Kessenick as quarterback over (laughs) Tom Savage. Savage. I would do. Absolutely. I'll check down on my running backs, though. I can't throw deep. I can see you running the wishbone. I can see Tom running a good wishbone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's right. That's what I'm built for is the wishbone. Yeah. All right, last one. Tight ends. Who's the top tight end? Zach Ertz. Kelsey. 16.3, but Kelsey with 16 points per game. He's got more games, obviously. But, uh, yeah. All right, not as much scoring. I mean, in years past, we had eight guys in wide receivers over 20 points per game, so not as much scoring. But uh, more to come, I hope, as the season goes on. Let's hope for some better football. I didn't like football this last week, but... uh, We'll see. All right, we got big games this week. Tomorrow on the podcast, we'll talk about Sunday's games, Thursday's game, and a whole lot more. So stick with us. But congrats to all of the leaders in the NFFC. If you're into money right now, you're doing a hell of a job because it has not been an easy season. So keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day, everyone. See ya.